I know you've got tons of valuable tips. So let's kind of dive into your tips on how you feel that you've made the biggest impact on getting great clinical outcomes. So keep up with technology. If you've ever asked yourself, how can I get better clinical outcomes for my patients? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Rehab Links Secrets to Success podcast, where I will be interviewing experts and teaching you how to access the best technologies, strategies, resources, and solutions so you can get the best outcomes that your patients deserve. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome everyone to the Rehab Links Secrets to Success podcast. I'm Lisa Chase, your host, and I am super excited to have uh, Miss Karen Davis Warren on our show today. Welcome, Karen. Welcome to you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. So, um, so you know, Karen and I have, we, I was looking back at when you and I met. You got you and I have known each other almost 20 years. It seems wow. like I know, very long time. Karen and I met when we were traveling on the professional women's tennis tour all around the world. And um, yeah, that's kind of when we we got to know each other. And after she left the tour, she started her own clinical practice, one-on-one -on -one physical therapy, uh, where she has a team of, you know, physical therapists that are doing cutting edge therapies and and I can't wait to hear, you know, more about your journey uh, throughout your career. So why don't you share with us a little bit about kind of you and your business and where you're at today? Well, let's see. I got started like most PTs right out of PT school working for a big corporate facility. Um, high volume traditional practice. And after about three years, honestly, I was ready to leave the profession. Burnt out uh, um, because of the model. Uh, the traditional model has a tendency to burn therapists out. It was not what I had signed up for. Um, had it not been for the volunteering as a physical therapist, athletic trainer at the high school sports level, I think I, I might have left the profession. Um, that kept me interested because it was very rewarding to work with with uh, high school students. And then I had an opportunity to work for a physician-owned practice. Um, at that point, for the next six years, I really learned about the PT business. Uh, the physicians treated me like a non-operative partner. So if they operated, I got them better. If they didn't operate, I got them better. And I, I had to help them set up and run a PT practice. So it just kind of fell into my lap. Um, so for the next six years, I, I kind of got to block off time on a schedule for complicated patients, see one patient at a time if I needed to. And I realized at that point in time, I could be so much better. Mm. Uh, patients would get better faster. My skills got better when I could take the time and really work with the patients. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had a lot of my patients told me, I was really great. I should have my own business. But at no point at, in any time during that time did I think I wanted to be a business owner. I was a clinician. Mm -hmm. I went to school to be a clinician. I didn't go to school for business. 
And, and it was a little bit scary and daunting to think about owning my own practice. But the more I was successful clinically, uh, the more I thought it might be a good idea. However, these, this group was very, very good to me. Uh, been with them for six years and I didn't want to burn any bridges. So I couldn't, couldn't really figure out how to leave. And then I met you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I met Lisa at a Michigan State course. And she said, you would be great for the WTA tour. And I said, the what? And then I realized <laughs> what it was. And, and, uh, and when you sent me the schedule, so it was like an offer with the schedule. And it had... 19 WTA events. It had all four Grand Slams. It had uh, several countries, uh, five weeks in Europe, and I had never been to Europe. I, you know, it was too good to be true. I had to say yes. And it was a nice segue for me to leave the physician practice. They knew it was an opportunity of a lifetime. And then I spent my year on the tour with you and it was wonderful. I know. And I, I will never forget you and I, when we were walking, I think we were going to have lunch or something and we were in Australia. And I remember you telling me your vision of what you wanted to do. We had already been on the tour for a little, you know, a little bit. And you said, one day I'm going to have my own practice. I'm going to work, continue to work with professional athletes and I'm going to travel. And I was like, okay, that sounds very ambitious, but you know, you have accomplished so much, you know, um, with all, you know, that, you know, you've done in your career. And it was an inspiration to me because after I left the tour, you were the first person I called and I was like, okay, now let's turn the tables. Now tell me how to do this. (laughs) And, you know, you really, you know, had, had given me some great advice on, you know, how to get started and how to set it up. So tell us a little bit about your practice and, and, you know, um, you know, kind of where it's at today. Well, when it began in 2004, I, I left the tour full-time and I'm still working for the tour part-time to stay involved, mostly um, local tournaments in, in the U.S. I rented a room from a chiropractor, friend of mine, who I had a nice network in town. When you work sports and you volunteer at a lot of sporting events just to get experience, you, you develop a network. So I had a great chiropractic friend who had space in, in her in her suite and I rented a room and I saw one patient at a time. Of course, I worked at a few other physical therapy practices, PRN, so I could pay my bills. And um, I worked 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I did whatever it took. I worked on Saturdays. I worked on Sundays. It didn't matter. I needed to get my patient load up. Uh, I worked in a building when the air wasn't on, when the heat wasn't on. Um, didn't even think twice about it. So I want the I want the listeners to remember that sometimes you just you just go and you just do and and that should be your driving force your your passion for what you do, and then I found a few like minded therapists. We rented other spaces for them inside of gyms, which is a great low rent option with lots of equipment and depending on the gym's location could be ideal to get started. Um, then we had an opportunity to move into the facility we're in now, a 12,000 square foot building, which we share with an orthotist. We have a full gym, Pilates studio, treatment rooms. Um, and back in 2004, when I started, I had a few private practice owners here in town that told me and 100% out of network practice would not work. And at that time, the out of network, and I, I say out of network, not cash, because we file as an out-of-network provider for a third of our patients. We see over a thousand visits a month. 
one third of those use their out of network benefits. And that courtesy of filing for them is, is important if you want volume, if you want to be able to serve a larger community. So everyone told me it wouldn't work and that was probably motivation for me to make it work. And <laughs> here we are today and we have nine therapists on staff, two locations, and we are, are thriving. So that's our practice. Yeah. And, and you're also still, you're also involved with other professional sports. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, we, in our satellite location at DSA Sports Performance in Marietta, it is the hub in Atlanta for off-season training for Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA. So we have a wide variety of athletes that are training there in the off season. We are the sole physical therapy provider in that facility. They also service middle school, high school, and collegiate sports as well. Um, so it's a nice network with our team over there at DSA. Yeah, and you know, and here's the thing about athletes. You know, I mean, we know everybody wants to get better fast, but professional athletes they want to be better yesterday. So getting good clinical results is critical, right? And obviously with, you know, a cash bank, you know, paying, you know, practice is also super important. So, so let's, I know you've got tons of valuable tips. So let's kind of dive into your tips on how you feel that you've made the biggest impact on getting great clinical outcomes. So keep up with technology. We are very, very conservative as a profession and we are not open-minded to new things. Mm -hmm. I would say, keep up with technology. We know that there's more research uh, done with trigger point dry needling and BFR than perhaps anything else in our profession. Um, we, we don't wanna jump on every bandwagon of every new piece of equipment that comes out, but I would say, keep up with new things, be open-minded until you have researched something and tried it and looked at it, I wouldn't turn your head away from it. And, and it's hard because it can be a little bit overwhelming. You have to be open. And this is happily my role now as I'm pulling back from patient care, I have time. I have time to look at new technology, to investigate it, to try it out and to see if it's something we wanna bring into the practice. Yeah. I mean, technology, you know, you and I, you know, have shared, I actually just brought on BFR and you had been telling me about that for years and, you know, Karen and I collaborate all the time with, well, what are you doing? And what are you doing? And we, you know, or, you know, we brought, you know, you and I talked about newbie for years and you brought that on, you know, for your team, you had told me about dry needling. So, you know, we, we are constantly, I think, challenging each other to look at the different technologies and things, you know, Know, that are out there. Um, and you're right, as a business owner, it's very challenging. But you know, as you can kind of pull yourself back a bit from patient care, you really can look more broadly at, you know, what's out there and bring the best, you know, to your clinicians, um, so they can get great results as well and, and for your patients. So um, give us another couple uh, tips. Um, so yeah, keep keeping up with technology and in our profession, we're not, we don't have a lot of objective measures. Recently, we have brought it on a, a kind vent, the kind vent system from France with force plates and dynamometers and electric goniometers, which 
the electric goniometer, if you are going to measure range of motion, it, it's hands off. So it's, and it's very effective. And with this technology, the results from these um, measurements from the safe force plate measurement, they're automatically, uh, the reports are generated, the graphs are generated. You are not performing these time, you know, constraining activities for return to play. Um, and with this, it's going to allow us to go out into the community and to serve more people, to do screenings effectively and to get our name out there. So, so I would say the second tip is make sure that you are always going out and giving and trying to provide some type of service for the community, aside from your patient care, mm -hmm. that markets your profession, that markets you, and that serves the, what you have a passion for whether it's soccer players and ACL risk reduction, or whether it's, you know, balance in the elderly, elderly and fall reduction. So making sure that each therapist and your practice as a whole is serving someone and providing programs that allow them to do whatever they're passionate about. Uh, I, th I think that's such a great tip, you know, giving back to your community, um, I really, it's what it's all about, you know, as physical therapists, you know, we love to, you know, help people and our patients, but being able to get out in the community, you know, and just give back in that way, I think is, you know, not only great for our community, but, you know, great exposure, like you said, for the profession and, you know, and getting, you know, your team, you know, out in, in front of people as well. So that's a great tip. All right, you got a third one for us? Yeah. So the third one, I would say, and this is more of a biz business owner tip, is you need to have an operation manual. And, and if you use the Google Drive or, or something like that, it's really easy to do. You need to have, and I got this from a business coach, Sturdy McKee. It was it was a great, was one of the most valuable pieces of, of information he gave me. Uh, one of the things that we worked on is having our operations manual, and it, it is your playbook. And because because I love sports, this really resonated with me. The way you do everything, you should have a play for everything. You have a play for, and this is how we answer the phone. This is how we schedule a new patient. This is how we, we perform an initial eval. This is how we sell the plan of care. And everything you do has a play. And if something is not working, you can change the play. Like a pro sports team, they practice their plays. And you need to practice. You need to train, retrain, and continue training. And these are the things you do in small groups, one-on-one, -on -one, at your staff meetings. If an issue arises, you look at the play, you look at, and you examine that play and you rewrite it. You can it if it doesn't work and you come up with a new play, but everyone needs to be on board. Everyone needs to know how things are done, why things are done. And as times change and they do, you need to update your playbook. Mm -hmm. So this just keeps everyone on the same page. It helps set expectations yeah, it really helps set setting expectations. So along with the playbook, when we're onboarding a new employee, it's really important that they know this is what we are providing for you, your salary, your benefits package, your professional development package, eventually your, your 401k and things like that. And this is what you are providing for us, mm -hmm. your, your uh, expectation for your, your volume in the clinic. Uh, the level of care you're providing, the continuing education course you are going to take for the next several years to bring the practice and keep the practice up to the level where we have it. 
Yeah, that is, you know, that's definitely something I think over the years, you know, you've taught me and then I've worked with a series of uh, coaches as well. And, and having that playbook and everything outlined is really, you know, critical. And I know you've, I've heard you talk about having your bench of therapists as well, you know, constantly yes. recruiting, right? Never, um, or not really waiting, right? Until you need to hire somebody, but constantly searching and looking for the best therapists that are out there who want, who have the same passion and core values, right? That we have. So when you bring right. them on, they, they, they want to learn, right? You know, they want to provide the best care. And in order to provide the best care, you need to take continuing educations. You want to, you want to be constantly growing and seeking that knowledge. And so I thought that that was really cool that you were doing that as well. Right. So we have a vir virtual, our virtual bench. I have a high school student right now who is a sophomore that is starting to internship for us this summer, will continue to work for us for the next two years, you know, five or 10 hours a week as my little assistant, um, which I need desperately. She may take over our social media. She wants to become a PT someday. So she's on our virtual bench. She hasn't even gone to undergrad. We have another one in, in getting ready to apply to PT school. I have two or three in the graduating class right now at Emory who are going to do a residency and then potentially come on board. So you want to have a farm system. You want to have this virtual bench for your professional staff. It's not a bad idea to have it for the front office staff as well, because that is a really tough spot to fill. Um, so if you can have a virtual bench, you can also identify people. The good people, the great people are not looking for a job. Your great front office person the next one in line is happy where they are. They don't know right now that they could be happier working for you perhaps, but it's really good to continue to network for that position as well. Yeah, I think that for any business owner, that is critical. I mean, certainly we've seen since COVID, things have absolutely, you know, changed and become even more challenging. And so I think, you know, having a virtual bench, you know, I think that's a, a brilliant idea. And anybody listening out there um, should definitely consider um, having that kind of model. So I think that's great. Um, so, all right. So how about sharing a couple pieces of advice Um for for our listeners of you know like what does your audience really appreciate you know most like what do you hear them say whether it be your therapists or your um clients that you know that that you can share and give um a few few pieces of advice well our our patients love the one-on-one -on -one model mm -hmm. now many have been to the traditional high volume model so they have that comparison, which unfortunately it helps our business. Um, even those that haven't, they love the one-on-one -on -one with their therapist, the attention that their therapist gives them. Every new patient gets an email that day from their PT checking in, making sure they got their electronic home exercises, opening up that channel of communication. We're not treating them through email, but opening that channel of communication. Um, they like that relationship. We spend a lot of time with our patients, so we develop a pretty significant relationship with them. The other thing that our patients comment on is is the office, is is the facility. Um, you know, we've kept up with improvements and painting and re re 
you know, changing the flooring out, changing the blinds, just making the, the aesthetics of the office look nice. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very clean, uh, professional looking office with nice equipment. We have red cord stations, we have Pilates equipment, we have a full gym. Um, the reception area is nice. Um, so we get that feedback a lot. They like, they like the experience. Um, they like the, our front office knows almost every patient that walks in by name as they're walking in the door. Um, they like that personal touch. Um, that is marketing. And this is what I want to get across to some of the people. They, they always ask me, what do you do for marketing? Every day when a patient walks in the door, that is marketing. From, from greeting them to treating them to, you know, have, telling them to have a great day as they leave, that is marketing that you can't buy. Yeah. It's free, it's easy, and it's the best marketing. Not, I have tracked this since 2004. 90% of our patients come from other patients. Yes. People are coming from, and if, if you're going to recommend a restaurant to a friend, they're going to take your verbal recommendation over a review they read, over an advertisement they hear. That personal recommendation from a friend is invaluable. Absolutely. And from our therapists, they enjoy obviously treating one at a time. They enjoy having new technology at their fingertips. They enjoy, uh, we have a staff, we have five PTs that have been here for 10 years and practice more than 20 years. So they enjoy having a senior staff to bounce ideas off of. Mm -hmm. Our younger therapists, they've been out of school five or six years and they enjoy having the, the senior therapists to, to run things by, to co-treat with them, to help them. And it's, it's a win-win on both sides. Our senior therapists love teaching and makes them better at what they do. So it's, it's, it's a nice, really nice environment right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Same, same, you know, with our, our practice too, you know, having, you know, having new therapists being able to come in and senior therapists being able to mentor and teach, you know, is, um, is really beneficial for both. Cause we you know, we just get better as clinicians when we teach something and then when we can share and start to pass on that knowledge, um, you know, I think that's really great as well. Okay. Well, great. Um, any, um, anything else of value that you think that, you know, our audience would be interested in? I would say to stay in touch, like you and I stay in touch. And I actually stay in touch with several other private practice owners here in Atlanta, and we share ideas. Yeah. It's called competition. It's not competition. It's competition. We cooperatively share ideas. Everyone, you know, I get asked, who's your competition? There, there's plenty of patients to go around. And our goal is not to compete with another private practice. Our goal is to take our profession and the level of care that we as a profession give and, and continue to raise the bar. And we do that by sharing business ideas, clinical ideas with our colleagues. And I think keeping staying open-minded and doing that um, always, and like, I'm just going to pop this book up because I just read it and I read the Go-Giver Leader. Oh, Yeah. Book. this book i'm buying it for my staff and, and everyone's going to read it and we're going to have a little book club on it um give back more than you ever expect to receive and and you will be so happy that is that is so so true and you know i love your point about you know collaborating with other pts i mean yeah you know you and i even though you're in atlanta and i'm in you know florida 
I have therapists here locally, same type of thing. And, you know, you can't be afraid of, oh, competition. You know, it's really about collaborating and there's plenty to go around. And I just had another therapist, Jason Wazon, who's local, who introduced me to the newbie. And we've been collaborating for years. He's in Tampa. I'm in St. Pete. You know, I send him people. He sends me people. And But as private practice owners, we do need to come together and help each other. I mean, I remember during COVID. I mean, you remember that where everybody was like, we had like five or six private practice owners and we were texting each other. What are you doing? You know, what did you write up? You know, how are you handling this? And it's so great to just be able you know, to collaborate with people like that, you know, and, um, and help each other, you know, cause that's what it's all about. So, yeah, but I love that about, yeah, the go-giver and, and that's giving in our profession, giving, you know, to our colleagues and to our patients. So I think that's a great point. Well, okay. Well, um, is there, um, uh, how can people find you if they want to learn more about one-on-one or, you know, read, I know you've had some, you know, publish, you know, articles and blogs and videos and a variety of things. And you've been on other podcasts. So if people would love to, you know, uh, learn more about what you're doing, how do they find you? Well, they can find us on the, on our website, um, onetherapy.com. They can also go to our, our link tree. It's a backslash one-on-one PT or follow us on social media, one-on-one PT underscore Atlanta. And they can email us at info at onetherapy.com. Um, and I would love to share, uh, share ideas and, and help people out and make more connections. And if they were in Atlanta ever come spend some time in the office, we would love to have you here. Awesome. Well, this was very insightful. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy. <laughs> I appreciate you having me and getting all this great information out there. And, and for everything that you, you have done, you have been a mentor to me and, um, a great friend. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rehab Link's Secrets to Success. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to Rehab Link's Secrets to Success. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, please go to www.rehablinksystems.com where you can find our free tools, online trainings, and many resources to help you get great clinical outcomes. We look forward to serving you. Until next time.